I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. This time, talking about the streaming TV show from 2018, Deep State. Other than the fact there are a few uh, accents and a couple of foreign languages, I would have assumed this was a U.S. series by the way it's produced, by the way it's filmed, by who stars in it, and and what it gets into. I, I kind of impressed that it's a British television espionage series that debuted on Fox in the United Kingdom back in April of 2018. It's an eight-part series you can now find streaming on Epics starring Mark Strong. I really like Mark Strong. Not the fact that he's just got an incredible voice. You know, I, I, I enjoy, I obviously have a voice that's, that's served me well in my career, but I would pay anything to have Mark Strong's deeply resonant sonorous voice wow he's just got on every movie he's ever been in whether a side character or a major actor i've always appreciated what he's done i especially like him in the kingsman movies but he is the star and plays an mi6 agent who has left the agency and gets called back into it And in doing a little research for this podcast, what is Deep State? Well, it is a quote-unquote conspiracy theory that there is a second government, that there are people operating within governments to further financial pursuits like funding wars like the idea in the series and i don't want to get into any spoilers but this you can go look this up people believe this of what happens in modern day anyway that the business infrastructure that these companies that do construction and stuff are actually multi-billion dollar companies and they're the ones who decide what gets bombed in other countries so their companies can go in and rebuild them <laughs> literally that's that you know that's a conspiracy theory but it's also been proven in some perhaps the, the, the kind of that collusion goes on um whether or not it's as far reaching as this tv show goes that, who cares it's a very entertaining tv show call it science fiction if you will if that would better your uh, opinion of it but um i gotta say i'm blown away by it uh from the way it's produced, the acting, the music, the cinematography, all in all, it is a movie-going experience in an eight-episode TV series. They even have a very cool cover of an old Talking head song for the uh, the intro. Um, another thing that I noticed this, oh, I'll give you a little background. Um, Epix has always popped up on my cable system, on my playstation whatever never really watched the network before and i knew through amazon prime i could subscribe to it for 5.99 a month or do a seven day free trial and i had never done that because as i've mentioned before i have thousands of movies and tv shows on blu-ray and 4k um and i subscribe to some of the biggest streaming services if they have a movie or a couple of movies i haven't seen it's not even worth 5.99 a month i can just usually pick up the blu-ray for about five to ten bucks these days um But I had gotten a 30-day free trial with a Domino's order a couple weeks ago. Me and the roommate wanted some pizza. Our favorite pizza places weren't close or whatever, and we ordered some Domino's because it gets here really quick. And they gave me a 30-day, one-month trial of Epics. And I really wanted to watch War of the Worlds. Now, there are a couple War of the Worlds series out there, but this is the modern-day reimagining of War of the Worlds, and I was planning to do a review of it until I got to the end. And not that there's anything wrong with it. I think it's a fine series and definitely worth watching, and I will I will watch the second season. But 
some of the air got pulled out. I told you before in podcasts, I have to be excited about something to talk about it. And it just got less exciting as it went. I love the setup and, and how it started and the fact that it has this international scope on this War of the Worlds. And it's completely different from, you know, the Tom Cruise movie or any of the other versions of War of the Worlds, H.G. Wells novel that have been made. They took the the gem of the, uh, the germ of the idea and grew something completely different in the series. And that's what I really liked about it. But about halfway through to the remainder of that ser- first season, it it they're taking cues, and I don't want to compare it to, but like The Walking Dead, where they they stop down with the action and get into some heavy drama, and I don't mind that really if it's done well. But like in the middle of the season of More of the Worlds, there is a they introduce this pretty far fetched storyline that involves family rape and a child born out of that and and some complications that have arisen from that and and how two characters feel about each other and they play that out for about a, a, an episode and a half and then it goes away and if you're going to spend that much time on that big a plot point and it's that dramatic a plot point and that big a deal carry on with it you know it make it part of the roots of the show if you will and they don't they just kind of toss it in there and make you go oh man that's terrible oh wow oh okay it's over we're moving on um and so and the end does have a the end of the first season has an interesting plot twist but also a plot twist that went Wow, yeah, that okay, I've seen that in a few science fiction movies, and, and I wish you had gone a different way with that, but okay. Um, and so I don't know what's in for War of the Worlds Season 2, but that gives you a little background on, okay, I'm going to watch my second epic series. Let's see how this one goes. And obviously I'm excited enough to record this podcast review. I won't get into too many spoilers, but to talk about a TV show, you basically have to give you the setup and a little bit about it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to talk about it. So Mark Strong plays this former MI6 agent who's recruited back into the field. Uh, We get through what happens in the show. He's been out for almost 10 years, and he's got a wife and two small children. Um, And they're living life, and they're they're enjoying life, and, and he's working in his shed and building furniture and stuff and 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 everything seems hunky-dory and then they obviously cut to other things and eventually this comes back to haunt him and the people that he's working for basically use his family against him to get him to come back into the fray and deal with a situation that they basically threw on his shoulders and said was his fault and he needs to handle it because it involves somebody that he used to work with or whatever and the show goes from there and i gotta tell you Um, as a fan of the espionage genre, it's hard for TV shows to go uh, to the places that movies and books go because TV shows have to keep it under a certain rating or whatever. This definitely does not feel like a TV show. It's pretty violent, and some pretty violent things happen in the film. Uh, There's a sex scene that's, that's not incredibly graphic but it's a little bit more than we'd see on american television uh that kind of thing and it and it goes places where most tv shows just won't cross those pretty hardcore lines if you will and i don't want to give spoilers then mark strong and the team of characters weave their way through this espionage uh storyline that is much bigger than they are uh they're basically pawns in a much bigger chess game and as the layers are unpeeled through episode and episode and each of the episodes starts having incredible cliffhangers about the third or fourth one the end of each episode is holy crap did that just happen and you're ready for the next episode it makes a great binge-worthy show so if you are going to uh, you know test out epics for the seven-day trial start with this show it's really good and 
honestly, as much as I love the two seasons of Jack Ryan, I would watch the first season of Deep State again because it's so freaking good. There is a second season, and I haven't watched it yet. I just literally finished the first season. Uh, Walton Goggins comes in as an ex-CIA operative brought into a political crisis. Um, Don't know if that's going to be good or not. I know some of the characters from the first season carry over, but unfortunately Mark Strong does not. And I don't want to give any spoilers away, but for logical reasons, he's not in the second season. But some of the other characters are, some of which I'm a fan of, some of which I'm not, but not because of their acting, because they played really despicable people who did not die at the end of the show. Uh, Again, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to give any spoilers. But uh, you never know in the show who's going to live or die, which is one of the things I really like about it that, that there are a few times where they kill somebody you just didn't think was going to die um and all of us like a show where the good guys especially the underdogs get one over on the bad guys the big dogs you know um and whether or not it works out in the favor of the characters i'm not going to tell you i'm just saying the ending of the show is very satisfying and i'm interested in the second season uh and whatever walton goggins has to do with it but uh, I'm going to talk about the first season because I don't want the second season to color my opinion of it. Um, The other reason that I I went for, oh, I didn't tell you that I I had a 30-day trial. It's a new service called Epics Now, and it's only available on apps. So you can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your iPad. uh, You can watch it on your Roku, but you can't stream it on your computer. You can't watch it through your PlayStation or even your TV. They haven't gotten that far yet. So I feel bad that I, I signed up for this 30-day thing before I could watch it. And like I watched the first couple episodes of War of the Worlds on my phone, and I just hate that. I, I can't do it. So I, I went ahead and did the seven-day trial, finished up War of the Worlds so I could watch it on a bigger screen, and then got into Deep State, which I absolutely love, as you can tell. So if you like CIA agents, MI6 agents, oh, and I mentioned that this doesn't feel like a British show. I mean, obviously, Mark Strong has an accent, and a lot of the characters have an accent, but it looks like it was filmed, the parts that are filmed in the United States look like they were filmed there. The parts in Iran that were in the show look like they were filmed there. It definitely has that that James Bond, that Jason Bourne world-traveled feeling, and people pop from one country to another. Um, it may have all be filmed in the same place i i have no idea i haven't looked that up i don't want it to blow my suspension of disbelief that the show was really well produced well put together and very realistic in its depiction of what goes on it you know everybody has their ideas on what goes on behind the scenes in the government but it's not too much of a stretch to realize or to think that some of these people in power have more power than than they should have and for reasons that are probably nothing we would agree with. And they do some pretty underhanded things and agencies are used. The CIA and the MI6 are used by these other people kind of as pawns. And then the people that work for those agencies, obviously even lesser pawns. Um, and it's just very interesting. It's not so complicated that it's it's confusing or hard to understand. It's pretty straightforward as far as an espionage TV show goes. But there are plenty of surprises. Uh, not so much, oh, that person's really a bad guy, but more as, wow, I didn't think they'd go there. <laughs> Those were most of the surprises to me. Um, and I really like Mark Strong's character. As someone who's a you know, former agency person who's done some pretty despicable things in his life, you can tell as he goes through the show having to put this... this 
this suit of armor back on and 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 play this role again that the, that the character is not happy with doing these things that he did for many years uh, for the right reasons and now he's having to do them to protect his family uh, and he plays that so well a lot of times without saying a thing it's in his eyes or in his his demeanor his facial expressions it's it's really a, a testament to how good an actor he really is um, to be able to pull off this character. That this didn't devolve into some kind of just straight-ahead action thriller like Angel Has Fallen or whatever. And I'm not picking on those movies. I, I very much enjoyed the Fallen movies uh, for three of them, and I guess they're making at least one or two more. Um, but they are what they are, you know, and they're popcorn movies, and they're good at that. This is a little more intellectually stimulating. This is a little more interesting, well-plotted, well-directed, well-planned out. It's just a, a really great espionage story that's real enough to help your suspension of disbelief to enjoy it. Like I said, it seems like they fly all over the world to film this thing. Um, what I've noticed about the two epic shows I've watched so far is both of them have large sections of French dialogue. People that speak French, that's subtitled in English, that, they're, that they were speaking French. They were hired to speak French. Their characters are French or whatever. Um, we don't see that a whole lot in U.S.-produced shows if if they you know we have an actor and then they're speaking french but but we'll they'll speak english or, or you know I, I don't know how to describe it but there's large sections of both war of the worlds and uh deep state where characters speak french and don't ever break from that that, that was something interesting especially two completely unrelated shows they're not made by the same people war of the worlds and 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 deep state had separate producers and writers and things like that but if you're interested in this kind of show, I would highly recommend doing the seven-day trial on Amazon Prime or wherever you can do it, or or get Epics now on your on your on your iPad or your phone or whatever, and check it out. It, it, it's if you like Jack Ryan, I think you would like this just as much, if not better. Sometimes the stakes are more. It really was an incredibly well-produced series that I was very, very impressed with, addicted to, and took my time getting through. I try not to binge the shows that I really like. If I'm watching a show and it's okay, um, I'll binge to, to get it over with. But if it's something like where at the end of the episode I want to think about it a while and digest it and that kind of thing, then I will watch an episode, take a day or two, then watch another episode and take a day or two. And I definitely did that with this. It, it took more than my seven-day trial to watch the, uh, the show. But it was worth it, uh, this alone. I hope the second season as well. So check out Deep State. It's streaming on Epics. I don't know if it's on any other services. I tried to look up to see if it was released on Blu-ray or anything, and it has not been. It came out in 2018. Uh, it's really well-written and well-acted, well well-performed. Definitely worth a watch if you like espionage-type shows. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Please share, like, subscribe, do all those things that we need to help build our audience. And thank you very much for taking time out of your day to listen. 